That's the attitudinal change, the actions, the relationships of a people. Mm -hmm. Because usually what Satan does is to make you an individual. And you don't think covenant, how what you're doing impacts the whole. God has proven to us in this church he can get so much done with less. I'd rather have 300 approved of God than 10,000 that make him angry. You know, I still remember this bishop. I love his preaching. But every time I think of him, I can't remember his name. I have Bishop Alma, Kenneth Alma. You know, he finally got his big church, 5,000 members. Got this Colosseum. And he said he woke up that Sunday morning and God said, Okay, you got the people. Now what? You notice he blessed him, but he blessed him and he was still angry. He got up, went to church, this church. I don't know how many months it lasted, he lost the people and the place. You have to understand God. That's why he gives you covenant so you, you're not confused. You know what he wants, and then you pattern after it. You can't live like devils at home and then think you can carry covenant in church. God hates gossipers. People that act out give demons expression. We are being trained to fit the fruits of the spirit. Yeah. Everybody. So you'll be one person. We all start out two people. But God is training us to be one. The more harmonized we are, the more peace we have. The more glory we carry. The more supernatural. Somebody that doesn't blow up doesn't mean they don't feel like blowing up, but they remember what they're going to mess up, and they just swallow hard and breathe. They practice. This is the real breathing exercise you need to be practicing, not the Buddhist one. <sighs> and you hold it. Uh -huh. All right. We want to be acceptable to God. Say amen. amen. Their design to unify our hearts and minds and beliefs to accomplish a mission and a task for God. Amen. That was the only reason I mentioned things you think is politics. No, I'm saying if God raised us up to counter these things, then there's no way we will not speak against it Amen. because that's our mission. That's, 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 that's our purpose. Amen. The covenants form the basis of our faith and expectations. So that we can serve God in hope and in full confidence. Knowing that what was promised will be fulfilled. 
in our season. Not after we die, but in our season. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you are ready for the breakthrough in the now? Healing in the now. Blessing in the now. Oh, let it rain down now. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We've proven both by scripture and experience that the covenant is the only way God does business on the earth. So we talked about speaking the truth in love. First, we have to speak the truth. But then we have to make sure that when we are speaking it, that we are not speaking out of hate or anger. He says, the anger of man... Walk it not, righteousness of God. So he's telling you that by anger, you can't change anybody. You can't make anybody line up with God. There was something that one of my nephews said to me. He's uh, Frank's uh, first son. When he said that to me, he said it to me to get me off his back. But he changed my life. He said, you know, one thing I loved about my dad, he never makes you. He waits for you to come to it. He changed my life. Because that's the same thing God does. He lets you have your will. Until your will runs off the, uh, the car. <laughs> You come to it yourself. Say that the prodigal son came to himself. Nobody had to tell him. It dawns on you that you need to fix some things. You can't continue to go as you have been going. All right? So, by this word, you are forever transformed. You will no longer say, that's my family. That's why you won't tell them the truth. Because that's what goes on here in America. That's my family. So what? You all, you, then, you all will go to hell in a group. I said, but don't worry. When you all get to the door, they line you up one at a time. <laughs> okay, fall in. Okay, next. <laughs> one guy said now, when I get to heaven, if they refuse to open the gate, I will use my leg and kick that door open. I said, first of all, you will not get to heaven. You wouldn't even know where the door is. <laughs> I said, I have a whole lot of gates you cannot kick open with your leg. And you think you can kick heaven's door open with your feet. I said, okay. I said, he still needs his medication. Because he's, <laughs> he's always had mental issues. The next one is walk in love. Walk in love. Ephesians 5. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. And walk in love as Christ also had loved us. And hath given himself for us, and offering, and 
a sacrifice to God for for a sweet smelling savor. This is one of the scriptures that opened my eyes. <clears throat> First of all, when I was reading my Bible and this thing jumped out of the page, I said, what does this mean? Then I went to another translation. Then I went to Strong's. He said that following God means imitating God. He said, be imitators of God. That's the first thing. Then he says, you cannot do it except you're a dear child. He said, didn't say imitate God because you're afraid of going to hell. He said, imitate God because you love him. Or you have received his love for you. I said, dear child. Come on. Most of us have grown up in families and you have judgments against your family. You didn't grow up as a dear child. You grew up judging everybody. Okay. I lost my aiming corner. He said, imitate God as a dear child. Now, I discovered, and I shared it years ago, that the Holy Spirit moved the arena of love out of the person themselves. In the Old Covenant, it says, love your neighbor as yourself. Then when we got into life, we started discovering there are a lot of people that didn't love themselves. So they treat you. I don't see him here tonight, but when one of uh, her members was looking for a wife, he said he met this young lady online and they started dating. And then all of a sudden, the young lady said, well, so why don't you hit me? He said, what? <laughs> he said, yeah. He said, because in my family, when the women act up, then they hit them. That's how they straighten up. So I've been acting up, waiting for you to hit me, but you haven't hit me yet. He said, oh, okay. God bless you. I am not the, <laughs> I am not the one. <laughs> so if hitting you is your interpretation of love, can you imagine what you would do to me when you get angry? You go get a magnum. Put enough plugs to make sure he doesn't wake up. So God saw what was going on and said, mm, we need to move away, love your neighbor as yourself. Because, I mean, you're doing drugs, you're drinking, you're, you know, hitting stuff, you're escaping death, you're in and out of jail. Please spare me this love. <laughs> So I can't handle all that. But now listen to what he said. That's where the revelation begins. You see that he's removing every excuse from you. 
because you're already enjoying the love of God. He says, walk in love as Christ loved us. I've said this years ago. One of you sitting in here came to challenge me with your knowledge of the scripture. I just laughed. He said, now, walk in love as Christ loved us. But he didn't say by dying for us. He said that Christ loved us by giving himself to the Father. That's what most of the church don't understand. He says, Christ loved us by giving himself to God first as an offering. First as an offering and then secondly as a sacrifice. These are the two revelatory dimensions that must happen to you during this fast. Because if you don't have a thank you in your heart to God, you can't offer yourself as an offering. Amen. He says, secondly, then as a sacrifice, which derives out of that love. So don't you see that loving anyone has nothing to do with the person? Amen. Loving someone is about you and God. Don't you see that men, most of you don't understand what I just said? This is your first time knowing what the love of God is. I have never won an argument with God about not loving, regardless of the provocation. That is what separates people. Jesus did not. So the statement I made years ago, I said, Jesus did not die for you because he loved you. So Jesus died for you because he loved the Father. They say, well, Jesus, Jesus loves me, this I know. Father, <laughs> you know. Tells me so. So you get your song to challenge the scriptures. <laughs> and then that was a scripture also where Paul said, spoke about the Lord Jesus who loved him and gave himself for him. That is Paul's testimony. But Jesus' testimony is I love the Father. That's what he said to the disciples. He said, because I love the Father, get up. Let's go do this. He knew what was coming. So that is the premise of love that we all need to fight for and seek God to help us get into. That it is your love for God that you are expressing. And what you've expressed all these years is <clears throat> the hate that Satan put in you. You do me, I do you. I remember years ago when all the daughters started maturing, and all of a sudden all these attitudes were manifesting. You know, who took my blouse? Who does? 
you know, they got so good at it that they go into each other's closet and put it, all of a sudden you're looking for your blouse and you see somebody getting in the car with it. <laughs> so, this is why I keep telling people to keep the covenant of the family altar. We haven't gotten there. All we're doing is just reading the scriptures. It's not prepared sermon because somebody will say that, okay, you're trying to weaponize the word. I remember somebody used that against one of you. Because if you are preaching topical sermons, then somebody said that you are targeting me based on what happened. But if you are reading book by book, page by page, chapter by chapter, and you just read a chapter yesterday, and then you come to a new chapter. So nobody will say that you prearranged it because you didn't know what will happen that day. And then, so that morning, with all these things raging, we came to family altar. My God, even me, I wanted to run away. <laughs> and the book of First John picked all of us up and gave us all 12 lashes. And then it got worse. It said, and if you hate your brother, you're a murderer. <laughs> said, can you soften up? <laughs> Back off. <laughs> oh, Lord. By the time we finished family altar, we needed a bulldozer to the front loader to come and <laughs> lift us off the floor. We were so convicted. He, he solved it. <laughs> Nobody needs explanation. And, you, 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 and then this thought comes and you're so angry. You say, you're a murderer. <laughs> 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 you, you're a murderer. So how many murderers do we have in the house? <laughs> All right, we will continue tomorrow, Lord. Thank you. <laughs> we celebrate our transformation. Celebrate your grace. We give you praise. Deliver us tonight from all these devils working in our feelings and emotions and in our attitudes. Transform us a people for you. Let none of us be deceived to think that they are exempt, but that we will all allow the conviction of the Holy Spirit to work in our lives, that we'll be delivered and made whole. We celebrate this victory and thank you for it. We win in Jesus' name. I love what Brother Copeland said years ago. He said he had never had a financial problem that didn't end up being a relationship or lack of love issue. This is how Satan has been able to incarcerate the current church and the supernatural blessing that God has for us eludes us. We think that prosperity only comes through the giving of money, but nothing stands alone. Even your faith, the Bible says, you need these additions in Second Peter to cause your faith to work. Love is the greenhouse that God manufactures all your breakthrough in. And the enemy is constantly attacking all of us to move us out of love. As you will see in a message coming up, that's how you are cut off from abundance of grace. So as you're pursuing your ministry, as you're pursuing your life and destiny, learn that you cannot afford to be out of love. Doesn't matter the provocation. 
Some of you feel like you just can't get over it because the demonic spirits, they're messing with you. Then grit your teeth and just do it mechanically. And start from there. You will gain control back from the demons of anger and bitterness driving you. The covenant of love is the secret source of miracles, abundance of grace, blessings, reigning in life. You roll with the punches. That's why I'm inviting you to the conquest conference, beloved. Because many of us spiritual leaders have been wasted by people. People have done all kinds of things to you and left your church, bad-mouthing you, doing so many hateful things, and all of a sudden, now you are mean-spirited. You started out loving everybody. Now you're mean-spirited. And, and the people that are paying for what others did are the loyal souls that are trying to support you and help you. Come and learn how to skip over these things. Amen. Nobody pays for what the people that left me have done. I give everybody a brand new slate. The Conquest Conference will add so much grace to you. And I keep saying it, only pride can keep you from attending. You know, because we size people up and we think, don't, don't size me up, just see what God has done with these few people right here at Resurrection for All Nations. And we're reaching the globe. We're in 61 countries. Hallelujah. And we have a new invitation that will put us in 241 countries. Wow. Can you imagine the power of that? <laughs> We're getting so much done for the kingdom. And it will be a lot of grace imparted to you. Vessels of glory. Hallelujah. God building a team for end time global harvest. It's an apostolic network to pull ourselves together for God to use us to bring in this last harvest before Jesus returns. Don't miss it this year. Don't miss it this year. July the 6th through the 8th. Three life-changing days. You haven't experienced baptism like you would experience at the end of this conference. And get your young people here because the Ignite Conference goes on simultaneously. For the youths 12 through 17, they will learn the ways of God and set their destiny on course so they will not waste years because time passes so quickly. For long, they are 30, they are 40, they are 50. So many people have missed it and they're frustrated. Some are living in depression. Churches are filled with people that are depressed. It's because the leader does not understand how to chaperone people to their destiny. Just making them promises is not enough. You have to learn these things and teach the people how to tap into the covenants of God. And then that's why we finish with the baptismal service and the glory is tremendous. Hey, even the bishop that was with me last year, he, he almost fell in the water himself. The glory was so strong. I never touched anyone. And Michael Malden will be joining us with Bishop Victor Ozasike from Kingdom Life Gospel Church in Potakot, Nigeria. It will be a tremendous time. Michael Malden, remember I had the Michael Malden interview. He's the producer of the Super Spreader uh, movie. Uh, Let Us Rise to Worship, yes. Or if I, I don't know, yes, The Rise of Let Us Worship. It's closed. Now, 
God is using them because that movement, they're going to all the 50 state capitals just like we do. And I believe that at some point, synergistically, God will link us together. So that all these prayer meetings, because that's what God said that raising altars will lead to. So he's raised up these people to help us get it done. And I believe that at some point we will hook up together where we raise altars and have these prayer meetings all across the nation. Got to go. It's a mouthful, but all the information for registration and all of that is on your screen. God bless you. Learn to walk in love and Satan can never defeat you. In Jesus' name, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. God is preparing the church for the return of the Lord Jesus. I'm so excited to invite you personally to come to the Conquest Conference this year, July the 6th through the 9th. He gave me this theme, Vessels of Glory. Conquest is what God gave to me as an avenue to share what he has taught me that has caused all these revolutionary blessings and deliverances and miracles to come forth that you will learn from me directly and flow in the same grace. Vessels of glory. He's promising that a glory will show up in the earth. And now he's given me a mandate to share the secrets to prepare so you will be one of those vessels God will use in this end time. I am inviting you pastors and spiritual leaders from me to you. Come and let's fellowship. Let us strategize for what God will do with all of us. We call it the end time global harvest. We've never experienced anything like this. People will get in the water and the glory of God will baptize them. Sometimes I don't even lift my hands and the glory puts the people in the water and we carry them out. Don't procrastinate. Don't allow the enemy to 
talk you out of it. It's happening right here at Resurrection House All Nations, July the 6th through the 9th. This is your personal invitation. Your life will not remain the same. Your ministry will not remain the same. God is taking his church higher as it prepares us to be his vessels of glory. See you there. Thank you.